Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. All right, I want to talk to you on the danger of hatred. I have been struggling with this for the past one week. And uh, I want to share this with you so that you know how to walk in life. Our test is going to be Matthew 5, verse 43 and 44. Uh, that's where we're going to be taking our test from, Matthew 5, 43 44. You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. Mighty 543. And what fault says, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that cause you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. And that is a hard thing to do, I believe. Hallelujah. Like I used to say sometimes, you see, when you when you perceived or conceived that somebody is your enemy, then you are adding extra load to your prayer life. Because they pray for your enemies. So now, you're going to be praying for yourself, and then you end up praying for your enemies. No, as you mean you have about five enemies. Very small. Five should be very small. Amen? Right. So now, you're going to pray for yourself, by the time you finish praying for yourself, you start praying for all the enemies. Five of them. And who knows? Depending on the way you want to pray. I'm sure you won't be able to get out of your prayer closet. So, God said, pray for your enemies. And this is a hard one as a believer. A very hard one for that matter. I mean, how do you imagine... Somebody passed good to you, did all manner of things to you, and the world said, pray for him. Hmm. Anyway, we'll come to that. What is hatred? Because like he said in verse 43, he said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. The Lord has said that, but I'm saying this. So what is hatred? And how do you develop hatred? And what are the negative effects of hatred in your life? Because you see, as we progress, we'll be able to see some of us are not walking in the way we are supposed to walk. What I mean is, no freedom, no liberty, because there's a spirit of hatred in our lives. It could be for our relations, friends, even parents. About people say, well, my father, I hate my father because he didn't train me. I hate my mother because she didn't do this. Are you there with me? Hatred is that intense hostility. And, and that, 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 that driving from fear, hostility that is driven, you've been driven by hostility based on fear, anger, or sense of injury. You, you come into the place of self. Listen, this is not what drives your life. I begin to see the implication. Hatred drives your life. I'll make you say this. 
get, get this. If you hate somebody and his name is mentioned, what happens in your mind? That tells you how dangerous hatred is. I don't know if I get that. You hate somebody because you felt the person have offended you. And we have done a lot of things to you that maybe you can't tolerate anymore. And all of a sudden, discussion is going on and the person's name is mentioned. Your countenance will change. That tells you how it happens to you on your inside. How dangerous it is on your inside to live with hatred. Now, it could be one out of anger, like I said, and you know how dangerous anger is. Anger can eat you up. Amen? Praise the Lord. It is extreme dislike or disgust for anybody. Strong dislike. Let's look at Psalm 9 verse 18. I mean verse 13. Psalm 9 verse 13. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me, that thou lifted me from the gates of death. That word hatred there or hate me there is saying, say it. It means to hate personally an enemy or talent. In other words, you, you want the individual to be destroyed. You've considered the person your enemy. Now you want that individual to be destroyed. David is saying here, man wants to destroy me. Because of very deep hatred that they had for me. They want to destroy me. So God save me from their hands. Now I'm telling you how bad hatred is. And you see, you have the same feelings. Anytime you come to this place of thinking somebody hates you. And now you hating that individual back. You don't want to have anything to do with that individual. You're actually in a sense trying to destroy that individual. Which you're thinking. Praise the living God. In 2010, I was in Germany for a meeting. I was, I was ministering to the people. And I sense there was a lady that started crying in the congregation. She's from Benin. By the time I was done with the meeting, she came to me and he said, thank you for saving my life. I said, what was that? He said, you're going to pray for me. I said, what is it? He said, well, the truth is, I hated my mother because a prophet told me that she's the one making me not to get married. And then the next thing is that the prophet told me the only way for her then to get married was for the mother to die. So she was getting ready to come to Benin to kill the mother so that she can get married. I mean, the level of hatred was that bad. He said, but when you were speaking, you mentioned something about my life and that changed my thinking. So I need you to pray for me. I prayed for her. I think it was the next year or so, I got a call from Lagos, and she was the one. Then I said, what is it like? So I wish you can come. 
I said, to do what? So I'm getting married in Lagos right now. I said, but her mother is still alive. He said, don't mind that prophet. Did you get that? Hatred can literally make you kill people. And some of you are suffering on your inside because of that spirit. And so you are going to be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Psalm 64. Why do we hate people? Why do you think you develop hatred for individuals? Psalm 64 verse 4. I mean 69 verse 4. They that hate me without a cause are more than the heirs of my head. They that will destroy me being my enemies. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Without a cause. We find that there are some people that you just hate them without reason. But I will show you the reason. Reason you hate people sometimes is because of their success. You are just jealous. You are just envious. You see what David is saying here? I've done nothing wrong, but men hate me. Why? Because he had a crown on his head as the king of Israel. That's all. So hatred is born out of jealousy, out of envy. In fact, you want what the other person is having. Because you don't have it, you hate him. You see, you see people, now I'm not endorsing or whatever, but you see people criticize a lot of ministers when they buy a private jet. They hate them. They hate, oh look at him. Oh no, look at him. Is that okay? Now it's just jealousy. The hatred is born out of jealousy. You want the private jet, but you don't have it. Now you are not happy because somebody has had it. It's just hatred. Now you're eating up yourself because the man that you hate have no idea that you have this kind of thinking. I will show you how powerful this spirit is that some of the sicknesses that we are carrying are the product of hatred in our heart. Hallelujah. I've done nothing but yet they hate me. So, most time. It's not a fault of those that you hate. It's not a fault of those that you hate. You, you see, you need to search yourself. I'm saying, there are some people who never had any contact, anything done to you, but you just hate them. You, you don't want their name mentioned at all. And in prevention, they even say these people are succeeding. Oh no, you don't sleep anymore. It's as powerful as that. Hatred. You know, you need to find out. What have people really done to you that makes you hate people? Is there any reason why you hate people? I mean, you're going to give it up. Praise the living God. So, you are jealous. You are envious of the success of these people. That is why you are jealous. I mean, you hate them. If they ask you, why do you hate that man? Sometimes you don't even have any good reason to give. But the fact is, you are just envious and jealous of the success of that individual. That's why you hate the person. Nothing more. 
Hallelujah. I was discussing a few weeks with somebody. I mean, he wrote something on the Facebook. You see hatred there for the person he's writing about. Then I asked him this question, my brother. Why kill yourself because of somebody else? This man doesn't even know you are existing in the first place. You are on your own ranting, cursing. This man has no clue that you are existing. You have trouble in your heart. You sleep thinking about this man. But the man is enjoying himself somewhere else. So you are envious of people. You are, you are just hating them because of the success they've attained to. It's like saying, I wish I'm the one there. But you wouldn't want to say that. Praise the living God. The feeling of hatred is very intense emotionally. And this, this develops for many reasons, like I'm trying to say. Even in church, you can have that same spirit unknown to you. And that is why you have to be careful in this series that I'm trying to deal with you to get your liberty. For he whom Christ has set free is free indeed. Don't get into bondage by reason of the spirit of hatred. No matter what anybody does to you, you can have a hatred. You can carry hatred because it's more damaging for you than even the person that you hate. Hallelujah. So like I said, the feeling of envy or want what the other person has is one of the major reasons we hate people. And look at the way he does a shakara. You know, you, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? The person has not even said anything. He's just passing by. So look at her, look at her, look at her. As if she said, look at her. What has the person done? You're just jealous. You're just envious. You want to be in the person's position, but you are not there. And that's what is making you think when they hear or the name is mentioned, or you see the person passing by, you just start talking. You know what it means for mad people to be talking? Mad people just talk without a conversation. You understand what I'm saying now? That is what you become. You just see somebody, you just start to look at him. After all, they are mean, what is it? Who asks you a question? Nobody. You are mad on your inside because you hate that individual. I don't think I get what I'm talking about. It's so bad. So you talk silly. Like somebody suffering from high fever. You talk madness. I mean, just because you have hatred for somebody. How can you live like that? Praise the living God. No matter what happened, how can you live like that? You see, emotionally, you're suffering. Most people consider it unfair for someone to have what they like. This is very subtle underneath. You may not understand what I'm saying. One of the reasons, like I said before, you hate people is because they have what you don't have. And you want to have it, but you don't have opportunity to have it. So the next thing, you hate the person that is having it. May God forgive all of us. Praise the Lord. Now, if I ask you now, you, you, you definitely going to tell me this is true. Here is somebody that you hate somewhere. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. 
You don't like to hear anything about that individual at all. It's always an offense. It triggers anger. Bad emotional feelings once the name is mentioned. Every one of us is suffering from it. But God wants to heal us. Praise the living God. Hatred is based on the perception of others, but also have a strong relationship with ourselves, with our personal history, and its effect on our personality. Hatred has a lot to do with your personality. You may not understand it. Hallelujah. You may not understand it. It has a lot to do with your personality. It transforms you from a meek individual to somebody who is always hot, angered, and always having bad feelings. It's a part of hatred. Praise the living God. So, certain activities or dangerous things in our lives can trigger, intensify, and make hatred more and more volatile. Jealousy, failure, guilt, and so on. They can become hatred. And sometimes, you do not hate people alone, you also hate yourself. So, how many of you have come to that place? Sometimes you discover that I'm not making progress in life. I'm not getting to where I'm supposed to be. Things are not working out for me. What's the next thing? You start hating yourself. By that you come into the place of saying, life is not worth living. Why am I going through all of this thing? What then is life? Life is not worth living. I make you see that even you get to the place of hating God. I'll make you see that. Praise the living God. So where does hatred really comes from? Look at Leviticus 19 verse 17. Leviticus 19 17. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. That just said. Don't hate your brother where? In your heart. So you may not be saying it. <laughs> but your heart is full of hatred. For your brother. For your sister. For your cold traveler in the household of faith. Praise God. Where does hatred come from? From your heart. It's all there. Praise the living God. Thou shalt not hate thy brother where? In the heart. And when we talk of brother, understand that we're talking about your co-fellow in the household of faith. Hallelujah. This law was given to Israel as a congregation. So I'm saying you can even hate people in the same fellowship with you. You've got to check that because it's very important. You may think you are free, but set your heart even as I'm talking. Is there anybody you have hatred for in the congregation? Is there anybody that you have hatred for in your family? Thou shalt not hate thy brother. Praise the Lord. Are you student? I once was counseling with a sister. She has so much problem with her husband. In fact, she messed up the husband because she was working in one of the big oil industries, but the husband had no job. So, and they had, I think, two children or so, three. 
This man was going through hell in the hands of this lady. So the man decided to quit the relationship. And by the time this man left, the woman came to me and said, I should talk to the man. <laughs> and I tried to call this man and I said, and he told me, listen friend, we are friends. But if you continue with this matter, our relationship will go. I, I, I prefer to maintain the relationship anyway. <laughs> I just say, brother, it's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know if you're getting this. Now, this guy had an accident. And then, no, before then, I went to see this lady and I was talking and something just ministered to me and said, she's wishing the man dead so that she can be free. Then I said, my sister, what are you thinking about? You want this man to die because he left you? Remember all that you did to him? Why are you thinking this way? He said, well, because he taught us that as long as your partner is alive, you can't get married. So I wish you could die so that I can get married. Huh. I said, you are, you are, I don't know how to describe what you're trying to do. If the voice is a sin like you have said it, right? Agree? This man sin against you. What about killing somebody? Which one is to be a greater sin? Scripture says that shall not kill. Now you're thinking, you're trying to make sure this man dies. Because you want your freedom. So at that level, you hated this man. But then I finished with that, she knelt and started crying. And guess what? A month after that, the man had an accident. Almost died and was hospitalized. And she ran down to me. Your friend had an accident and I want to go. <laughs> I said, I want to go to where? I said, I want to go and see the man in the hospital. I said, but this is the man you wanted to die. You should have been happy by now. By the time she got to the hospital, the man put a law there. Don't allow this woman to come to me. Now I'm telling you what hatred can do to your life. Praise the living God. Look at Exodus 20 verse 5. Oh glory. Exodus 20 verse number 5. It's talking about idols here. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I am the Lord thy God. I am a jealous God, with the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that do what? Hate me. Can you believe that? That you can hate God? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, did you see that you can hate God? So what we're talking about is a mind issue. It's a heart issue. Now how does that come about? If there is God, why are all these things happening to me? If there is God, why am I not succeeding? If there is God, if there is God, if God is alive, if God is saying, I don't know if you're getting that. You are developing hatred in your heart towards God because of your circumstance. You may not know it. When you ask those questions in your privacy, you are actually manifesting hatred towards who? Towards God. Praise the Lord. When you don't walk in the precept and the laws of God and the spirit of God, you are manifesting hatred. I mean, I'm saying 
Every one of us, one way or the other, if God is not going to help us, we hate God, but we don't know. We may be in church, but we still hate God. Because you come to the place and say, I don't think God is alive anymore. I'm just worshiping. I don't think God is alive. You turn your back on God because of circumstance. You develop a hatred for God. You may wonder how that's possible. I'm saying that's exactly what it is. Have you once in a while complained? Have you once in a while murmured against God? Have you really come to that place of saying, I think he said this, so why is it not happening? Have you come to that place? You hate God. Praise the living God. Are you still there with me? I want you to get this thing because it's going to set you free. So that in your privacy, you don't develop hatred for God because of the things you want that you have not gotten. There are some things you are looking for. There are certain things you are praying for, but they have not manifested. Now you are questioning God. You hate God. You are questioning the Father. If he is truly alive, I hope they said he's a God to answer prayer. I hope he's a God that said, I'm the Lord that healed thee. Where is it now? Do you know the children of Israel said the same thing in the wilderness? Hallelujah. That's hatred for God. Let me show you the consequences. Job 8 verse 22. Job 822. They that hate thee, hallelujah, shall be clothed with shame, and the dwelling place of the wicked shall come to naught. They that hate thee, they that hate God, shall come to the place of shame. I don't know if you are going to what I'm talking about. The Bible tells us that the love of God make him not ashamed and he shall body in our hearts. Remember that? But they that hate God shall walk in shame and embarrassment. That is to say, some of the exposures we get ourselves into is because of the thought in our heart about God. Some of the failures we experience in life is our simple thought against God. Once you put God aside, you become one who trusts in the arms of the flesh. And any arm of the flesh, man, will always disappoint you. Praise the Lord. Are you still with me? They, listen to this, they that hate me, hate who? Hate God, shall be clothed with what? With shame. Embarrassment, you can avoid it when you hate God. Praise the Lord. Remember, even in the garden, he has to clothe Adam's nakedness, isn't it? Right. He has to cover their shame. It's God that covers you. It's God that seals you up. And so when you hate God, you stay yourself from that relationship and your nakedness is exposed. Shame and embarrassment comes home to you because you hate God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the next thing you find is this. Numbers 10 verse 35. And it came to pass when the ark set forward and Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let the enemy be scattered and let them that hate thee do what? Flee before thee. By implication, once hatred is developed in your heart, you'll be running away from who? From God. 
Amen. Once you develop hatred in your heart, when you start questioning God all the time, because of the things you don't have, the things you're looking for that you haven't gotten, the more you try to develop this hatred towards God, you may not see it as hatred, but you see it as a feeling. It's like saying you're trying to pour out your heart. The more you go into that, the more you're separated from God, the more you're pulling away from God. Praise the living God. Are you with me? Amen. Now, the most terrible aspect of it I want to show you. Deuteronomy 7 verse 15. Oh, glory. And the Lord. Deuteronomy 7 15. 15, 1, 5. And the Lord will take away from thee all sicknesses. Can I add amen to that? And we put none of the evil diseases of Egypt with thy knowest upon thee. But we laid them upon all them that hate thee. Oh, somebody said, praise God. Now I am free. God is going to do something about it. Just reverse it. I will put the sickness upon those that do what? Hate you. What about if you hate somebody? You attract the sicknesses. There's a problem. Did you get that? I'm going to put the sickness upon those that hate you. Now the question is, what about if you hate somebody? The sickness upon that individual become yours. So you attract sicknesses and problems because of hatred that you have for other people. Are you with me? This is so dangerous. The Lord shared it with me about 15 years ago. And I've learned never to develop hatred for anybody no matter what you do. I may keep a distance, but I will never hate you from heart. I will pull the sicknesses. I'm going to take them. In order, if you're sick, I'm going to take the sicknesses from you. That's good news anyway. I'm going to take it from you. And what will I do? I'll put it upon those that hate you. So God is saying, don't hate anybody. Because if you do, the sickness of that individual comes on you. It's so simple. Who do you hate? I need you to set your heart. And this series we're going to be easy. We're going to take it calmly. So that it can sink in. Who do you hate in your life? You see, it simply means there are some sicknesses you are passing through. And they are incurable. Why? Because of your hatred for somebody. You attract sicknesses. You attract failures. You attract disappointments. To your life because of hatred. This is a spirit you can't live with because it damages all your life. Praise the living God. Are you there with me? Exodus 15, verse 26. And if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and would do that which is right in his sight, and we give ear to his commandment 
and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases upon thee which are brought upon the Egyptians. For the Lord, I am the Lord that does what? That he led thee. I am the Lord that he led thee. If only you will walk. In other words, remember, thou shalt not hate thy brother. Leviticus. Is that okay? Good. If you walk in my commandment, if you follow the instructions that I'm going to be giving to you, if you can obey my voice and be so free from the spirit of hatred, no disease. In other words, healing comes when your heart is free of hatred. Did you get that? Healing comes to you when your heart is free of hatred against anybody, against God. Healing naturally just comes in. Many, one of the roots by which you can be set free from all manner of sicknesses is forgiveness. We're going to touch that. Hallelujah. Do you hear what I said? You heard me? You must come to that place where you let go all offenses and whoever must have offended you so as not to attract incurable sicknesses and diseases and failures upon your life. Hallelujah. So you see, hatred triggers the mind to try to predict the person being hated and by so doing there's a kind of defense mechanism that you develop. This is the impact on your life now. Apart from this thing, at least where it developed from, because you see, hatred will deaden your immunity against sicknesses. It destroys your immunity so that you won't be able to resist illnesses that are coming to you. Because it's a function of the mind, not the heart. It gives you anxiety, restlessness, obsessive thinking, which affects your overall health. It makes you anxious. Remember, scripture said, be not anxious for anything. But once hatred is developed in your life, one of the things you begin to live by continually is what? Anxiety. Hallelujah. You begin to have obsessive thinking. You are, you are thinking about the failure of the other person. You are thinking about what will happen to the other person. You're going to bed. You're just calculating the things that can happen to the other person. Obsessive thinking. Hallelujah. Alongside anxiety, that means peace will elude you. Joy will elude you. Once you start living by hatred. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? Good. Hatred negatively impacts your nervous system. Like I said, and your immune system and endocrine system. Hatred negatively impacts your mental health. Amen? Your nervous system suffers a lot of damages by reason of this spirit of hatred. 
that works in your life. Because see, at this stage, you won't be thinking accurately. And you are taxing your brain because of the individual that you hate. Don't forget what I said. You're doing all of that because you hate the person in relation to the success of the individual. Is that okay? Right. You don't want to see the person succeed. You hate to see the individual succeed. And so, you, you see, it triggers a lot of things in your mind and your nervous system. You'll be dying unknown to you. And when you come to the place where simple sickness affects you, you can't resist it because your immune system is down. That's the negative part of hatred. You can't afford to talk with that. Praise the living God. You see, if you take time to study what I'm talking to you about, hatred is as dangerous as COVID-19. I don't know if you're getting this. It damages your resistance to sicknesses. Because it's right on your inside. I don't know if you're getting that. It weakens your ability to resist sicknesses that comes to you. By implication. As it deals with your brain, deal with your nervous system, it literally begins to affect your physical body. Because you know your nervous system controls the whole lot of your body. Is that okay? Right. So when hatred is so permanently resident in you, destroying your nervous system, everything about your system, your physical body is weakened so that when there's any element of sickness or virus going on, you can't resist it. Because your immune system is completely down. You must avoid hatred in life. Praise the living God. Are we still here? That is why Jesus will tell us. Again, Matthew 5 verse 43. You have heard that you have been said. Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that cause you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despise will use you. And persecute you. Do good to them that do what? That hate you. And I'm going to explain to you because some of you got it wrong. You know what I think? The Bible says, by so doing, you are heaping the coal of fire upon your enemy. You understand that? So when something happens, you discover that somebody is your enemy, the next thing you want to do, you want to go do good. So in your own mind, you're doing good so that the person will suffer. <laughs> I'll make you see what Jesus meant by that, or Paul said by that. It has nothing to do with punishing your enemy or sending him to hell because he hates you. Nothing to do with that. I will give you the full explanation in the next section. What it really means is this. In the early times or even in the villages, if you want to, you know, when people come from farms, whatever, like I swear in the Jewish custom, and they need some coal to make fire for food or for whatever, is that okay? Right. So maybe you send your child to your neighbor to get some coal of fire. He carries it on the head and brings back coal. Or your neighbor comes from the farm and needs to make fire. You send him some coal to make fire for him to cook and eat. It was a blessing and not a cousin. What he's trying to say, forgive your enemy who has hurt you. Do good to them. 
I will explain it fully to you. Do you understand that? But you see people pray that. Oh, do good to them so that you call a fire upon their head. <laughs> they have no clue what they are talking about. The Aramaic language, I mean, what about the Jewish custom? Have nothing to do with you punishing your enemy when you hit call of fire. You are blessing the individual. You are saying, get some food for yourself. You are saying, make your plate warm. You are saying, keep warm by this call of fire. That's what you are doing. You are blessing your enemy. He said, pray for your enemy. He said, bless them who despitefully use you. Now he's telling you that so that you can be free internally. You can be free from within your system. You can be able to resist, if I may use the word, sicknesses and diseases that are coming to you. He is asking you to build up your immunity. Praise God. So, what am I trying to make you understand? Don't get jealous about anybody because of his or her success. You don't need that. Hallelujah. And the point again is, if we are jealous of people who are succeeding, you just beat yourself in a circle. You can't get to the place where they are in terms of success. You should take it to yourself. When you try to be envious about other people, when you try to be jealous about other people, and so developing hatred. Remember David said, for no cause, I just find myself being hated. Why? Because he was crying a king. His life was taking a new dimension of success and glory and men just are hating him and we know we have a lot of such people all over the place like I'm trying to say some of us just hate people when they have done nothing wrong to us we don't even have contact with them praise God somebody we don't even have contact with them but we hate them we don't want to hear anything about them we don't want if at any time discussion comes up and their name is mentioned Something begin to work in our system. Are you following what I'm talking about? Yes, anger is brewing up. Jealousy is brewing up. You just say, God, why is this man again? Why did they mention his name? You don't want to hear his name. What has he done to you? Absolutely nothing. You're just envious. You're just jealous about the success of this individual. And I'm saying, to live in the realm of jealousy and envy, which turns out to be hatred, is a dangerous thing to your own health. Don't forget already Deuteronomy 7. I will take these sicknesses which you have seen and put it upon those that do what? That hate you. So when you hate somebody, you attract the sickness. You attract the failure. Because God is a just God. God will be telling you, well, I said I'm going to do this to you. If, you, if, if they hate you, I'll put sickness upon them. And God is also saying, if you hate somebody, I'm going to put sickness upon you. So the one that comes upon you is incurable because it is from God. Why? Because of hatred. How do you overcome that? Final scripture for today. Acts 7.59. Acts 7.59. Praise God. This is Stephen. Acts chapter 7.59. And they stone Stephen calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And verse 60 says, And he kneeled down, or he kneeled down, and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. What happened here? Stephen forgave those who were even stoning him to death. And Paul was even there. 
As a matter of fact, it was Paul that held the clothes of Stephen so that he can be stoned to death. Now you can see why Paul could not be killed when they tried to stone him to death because Stephen already forgave him. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I said there? You know, there was a time they, they stoned Stephen, I mean, uh, to Paul, until the point of death. And we made to understand the brethren came, got around him, and then they prayed. The thing is, it wasn't even to the point of death. He died. Reason is simple. Because Israel or the Jews can't stone you halfway. They must stone you to death. So he died. But when the brethren came, they put their hand around themselves and begin to pray over him. Paul came back to life. But it was not just a prayer that caused him to come back. It was the forgiveness of who? Of Stephen. Don't let this charge against them. Don't count this to be part of your sin. So Paul came back to life because Stephen forgave him. And if you're forgiving people, God will also forgive you. Remember what he said in the book of Matthew? That which you call the lost prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Did you get that? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Meaning, when you don't forgive others, you are saying, God, don't do what? Don't forgive me. Because it is us we forgive those. So the measure of forgiveness that we have for those people is the measure of forgiveness we're asking God to give to us. How many people have you forgiven in your life? I mean, have you forgiven to the point you say, well, I can't forgive anymore? You need a change of heart. Do you have anybody in mind that you don't like to hear the name mentioned? You need healing in your heart right now. Praise the living God. Have you hate somebody to the point where it becomes difficult for you to even eat? Because you're thinking about that individual. You come to obsess and thinking that appetite disappears because you feel somebody has to die. Somebody is your enemy. So, are you following what I'm talking about? Remember, we have people that took a vow that until Paul is killed. Do you understand that? That's the level of hatred some of you can have. And when you live in that kind of condition, you damage your life, physically and spiritually. You're telling God, don't forgive me. Whatever I have done, whatever I'm doing, don't forgive me. Because this man, I can forgive him. This woman, no, I hate him for life. You're just making a confession and attracting causes and attracting problems to your life. Unknown to you. Because you're preaching the spirit of what? Of hatred. What is the solution? Forgive those who despisefully use you. And your enemies that are actually persecuting you, forgive them. Praise the living God, somebody. Stand up and let's just pray for a few minutes. I just want you to talk to the Father. This is, this is a liberation message that can set you free, bring healing to your life, Bring healing to your businesses. Bring success to your life. No matter what anybody have done, I just want you at this moment to please talk to the Father. I want you to talk to the Father. I want you to pray. I need you to pray. I need you to pray. You don't need so many things right now. I need you to pray. 
And as you are forgiven, as you are setting yourself free from the bondage of that spirit of hatred, healing will be coming to you. Freedom will be coming to you. As long as you can open up your heart to forgive those people that have hate you, those who wronged you, those who are, you've called your enemies, who are despisefully using you, as long as you can set them free from the depth of your heart, healing will come to you. There will be restoration of even that which is seemingly looks like failure. It's coming to you because you are setting somebody free right now. So whoever that individual is, set that individual free right now. Whatever situation that I've been running through your mind because of what somebody have done to you, just set the person free right now from the death of your heart. Healing is coming. Success, even in business, is coming because you can forgive somebody. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Healing is coming. Freedom is coming to you right now. Talk to the Father. Open up to Him. Hide no secret from the Father, knowing that He knows all things. And have you come to the place of hating God? Have you been questioning God over so many things? It's about time you also say, God, I'm sorry. I know you are alive. God, I'm sorry. I know you leave it. It's about time you go back to God and say, I'm sorry for murmuring, for complaining, for grumbling against you. God, forgive me. Retrieve right now all those things you've said before against God. Remember, you can hate God. You can hate God by questioning why God is allowing some things to happen to you. Oh, why is my sister? Oh, why is my brother? Oh, why? Oh, why? You're developing hatred against God. You're saying God is not able to do what He promised He would do. Lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray God for this congregation. And I pray, Jesus. That you do not only forgive them, but heal them of whatever sicknesses and issues they've attracted by reason of the spirit of hatred in the name of Jesus Christ. I demand that you be set free as you release others right now in your heart in the name of Jesus. So restore freedom back to you. Restore the glory of the Father back to you. Restore the joy of God back to your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you precious Father. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.